Gewalt. Okay, amazing. Today's daf is daf Yud Tes in Meseches Chagiga, page 19. And we're going to back up to the bottom of Yud Ches Summit Beis and restart the sugya. Let's pick up, let's back up to Tanu Rabbanon, which is five lines from the bottom of Yud Ches Summit Beis 18b. Give everybody a moment to find the place. And we'll back up just a tad to get our heads back into the sugya, the conversation. Here we go. Again, our Mishnah yesterday on the top of our Amud discussed that there's a purification process that takes place for the Yadayim, for the hands, which is interesting, right? Because we're used to, you know, if a person's Tameh, they have to go to the Mikvah. But over here, the Rabbanon at certain times specifically, um, you know, the Mishnah gave a list of lower levels of Kedusha and higher levels of Kedusha. There are times the Rabbanon instituted a Tumah, and they told us that the way to make sure your hands are not Tameh is by washing just the hands. You don't need a complete immersion in the mikvah. Let us get going here. Five lines from the bottom. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. And now we're going to find out if you need to have Das at the time that you wash your hands, or if I just washed my hands, I'm okay. Hanait al a person who washes his hands. Niskavein, if he intended that the washing should make his hands pure. Yodov Tahiris, that his hands are pure. Lainiskavein, if he does not have intention that his hands should be pure, rather, he was just washing off his hands because he was, uh, you know, uh, careful for COVID. Then Yodov Tameos, his hands are going to stay tummy. You need das in order for the washing of the hands to make your hands tar. Okay? And the same thing is true when a person not only washes his hands with netila, but a person who dunks his hands into a river. So a person, instead of washing it, sticks his hands into a mikvah. Okay? So niskavein, if he has intention to make his hands tahar, yodav tahiris, then his hands are tar. Lain if he doesn't have kavana, then tameyais, they are going to stay tameh. Seder, so far, so good. What is the Brisa telling me? When it comes to removing Tumah from your hands, you need to have Kavana. Says the Gemara, I've time we learned in the Brisa, Niskave, Bain Niskave, Bain Line Niskave, whether you have intention for your hands to become Tahar or not, Yadav Tahiris, it stays Tar. So you see, you don't need Kavana for the washing of the hands to work or the, or the immersing of the hands to work. Amar of Nachman, of Nachman says, like Kasha, there's no question. This is where we ended off. Ha lechulin, ha a kan lechulin, kan le meiser. One song about chulin and one song about meiser. Meaning, if you're washing off your hands before touching chulin, then it doesn't matter if you intended for your hands to be tahar. It's tahar enough for chulin. However, as if you're going to be touching meiser, then it's not enough to just have rinsed your hands or washed your hands, immersed your hands. Uh, you're going to need a full knowledge, a full das, a full kavana, that I'm, I'm intending with the washing of my hands that it should be pure, and hence it will not be metame, your miser shady. Okay. Let's pause for a minute, because this we got up to yesterday, and clarify. At this stage of the Gemara, when it comes to washing my hands for purity, if I'm doing it for chulin food, for food that has no kedusha, I don't need das. If I'm doing it for miser or above, meaning higher levels, uh, uh, higher levels of things that need tahara, I'm going to need das. 
Now the Gemara is going to challenge. Now I'm sorry. It says the Gemara. How do I know that by chulin I do not need das? How do I know that when you're washing your hands for chulin, you don't need specific intent? The Tanaan we learned in the Mishnah. Listen to this fascinating case. A guy is sitting on the beach. We're going to see soon why. He's not just looking for a tan. He's sitting on the beach. And gal shanitlash boy, a huge wave, a huge wave separated itself. Our boim saw, and it was the requisite amount of water of the ocean for a mikvah. It was 200 gallons, it was 40 saw. Vinafal ala adam, and it falls on top of this guy sitting on the beach, the al kalim, and on top of his vessels. Guess what? Tahirim. He's tahar. His Keurig that he was trying to, <laughs> to be Taival is tar. Anything he wants to be Taival, tar. It works. Now, what's this guy doing? Sitting on the beach. And still we say, tar. So do you need Kavana? A mikvah flew up, a flying mikvah, right? A mikvah flew out of the ocean, pew, lands on him. Says the, says the Brysa, says the Mishnah, Katani Adam We're comparing and we're putting an Adam in the same category as vessels, which should teach me. Just like by vessels, they have no das and still they're tahar. The Mishnah said, I mean, So too, a person is tahar even if he didn't have any intent to become tahar. And this is how we know this is the source. This Mishnah is the source that a person can become pure when it comes to chulin even without das. Fascinating case. He, he was sitting there waiting to yeah, yeah. the Kalim that he had with him. Yeah, so he's, whatever he has with him. Let's say he has, um, uh, he had just purchased, he purchased a pot. Yeah. Yeah, he purchased he's a pot. The, he's looking, he went to the beach to Toyville. Either he went to the beach to it, or he went to the beach. We'll find soon why. Right now, we don't know why he's on the beach. But for whatever reason, this guy's sitting on the beach with a pot. We don't know why. The assumption is, you're, jump, you're, you're a little too smart for this, because the next step of the Gemara is going to be bothered with what you're saying. But the assumption is, he's just sitting there for no reason. So you see, you don't need Kavana. Everything's tar. Okay? Now, hold off. Let's see if the next step helps us out. Says the Gemara, Umemai, how can you prove from this Mishnah? Doma, maybe, like Rabiel is pointing out, maybe you have a guy sitting on the beach with his vessels, whether or not he has vessels doesn't matter, and he's waiting. And you know what he's waiting for? Maybe he's talking about a case, a guy goes to the beach because he heard there's going to be major waves. And he figures to himself, instead of going to the mikvah, I'm hoping that a wave is going to fall on me and my pot. Maybe that's what he's doing, and therefore he has kavana, and maybe that's why it works. The kalim dum yada And kalim are compared to a person, meaning ma'adam devar kavana, just like by a person. In order to become tahar, you need to have intent, What meaning he's waiting for this mikvah to fall on his head. Af kalim de lahu. So too, kalim only work when you have kavana. Not, doesn't mean that kalim themselves have a brain. They obviously don't. But the owner of the kalim, ha, he brings them to the ocean because he had intent 
that he's hoping the wave will detach itself from the rest of the ocean and fall on him and the vessels. Okay. Now this answered Yale's question. Because this just, Yale yells out, well, well, one second, why is the guy going to the beach with pots? Why is the guy sitting there? What's he doing? What's Vosepis? Terence is this strange case where the guy heard about the big waves and he went there on purpose. Memela, he's going to be Tahar and his vessels are going to be Tahar. Now says the Gemara like this, and if you're going to respond, if you're going to say, that when the guy's sitting on the beach waiting for the 40, saw a wave to fall on him and his vessels, what's the Chiddush? You might say, you know what, if that's the case, if a guy's sitting there, Waiting for a mikvah, so what's the Kiddush? Of course he's Tahar. Says the Gemara, not so fast. Don't think that this is so simple. You know why? Fascinating story. I would have thought to say, Ligzar, we should decree on the wave and say it doesn't work as a mikvah. Why? Dilma, perhaps, Maybe if we allow the wave to be metaherim, people will start standing under waterfalls. If you stand under Niagara Falls, if you stand under a cliff with water coming down, a lot of water coming down at once, does that work? No. So I would say, maybe we shouldn't allow a strong wave to work either. Lamaisa, they're different. You know why they're different? There's a, there's a very strong logic. What's the difference between a waterfall that's coming down a lot of water at once and a wave that pops out of the water? The answer is that by a waterfall, as it goes over the edge, each drop of water is coming down by itself. It looks like it's all one thing, but al pi halacha, you're never really fully in 40 saw of water because you have... You, Lemaisa, you have each bit is sent over the edge on its own. As opposed to the case of the wave where the entire mikvah together, tzizamen, pop together at the same time. So over here, there's a much... Over here, it's not going to be a kosher mikvah. But since people don't really understand the lumdus, the, the nafkemina, what's the real difference between these two? Maybe, says the Gemara, I would make a decree... Don't allow the big wave to be metaherim because people will look at that and say, oh, he's too hard. Let me go stand under a waterfall because they're not going to understand this difference. Inami, or another possibility why I should not allow the waves to be metaherim is because maybe people are going to start to say, oh, you can be metaher from a big wave that pops out of the water. You know what I'm going to assume? I'm going to go take my surfboard and go into these large waves, and I'm going to be completely surrounded by an air bubble, right? I have water all around me, but I'm in the curves of the wave, and I'm also tahar because I've been completely surrounded by water, even though nothing's touching me. Maybe I should be concerned about that situation. Kamash Malan comes out, therefore comes to let us here, comes along our Mishnah to teach us a Chiddush, we're not concerned that people are going to start going into waterfalls. We're not concerned people are going to start putting themselves into these huge, uh, you know, uh, air pockets inside the waves. Rather, if a mikvah jumps out of the water and pops onto him, and he has das, and he's got knowledge, to her, it's going to be okay.
Beseder. Now, at this point, do we have a proof that Chulin needs Kavana or does not need Kavana? No, we don't have a proof. We don't know for sure. Okay? Because, again, I, the wave popped out was Matarin. Okay, the Gemara said maybe he did it on purpose. That's it. If he did it on purpose, we just, at this point, we still don't have a proof whether or not you need Das. Says the Gemara, How do you know Taka? So the Gemara question, one second. A guy takes his surfboard and goes into the arches inside of the wave. He's now completely surrounded by water inside of an air pocket. Understand the case? Yeah, clear? Anybody? Need, yeah, clear, okay. Says the Gemara, maybe Taka, it's a good mikvah. Interesting, right? Interesting situation. Why, why Taka is it not good? You're surrounded by water. Titania, we learned in Ebrisa, Matbilim Barashin, Ve Matbilim Mekelim, Fishay Matbilim Bavir. Okay? So it doesn't work. You got to put your, your, you have to have water completely touching your body. It's not enough to just be surrounded by water. Period. Bottom line, so far in the Gemara, we had a question. How do you know that if you want to be metaher your body or hands for Hulin, you don't need Kavana? It happens automatically. How do you know? You know what the answer is? We don't know. We thought we could prove it from the beach. And the answer is, you can't. Because maybe he had kavan on the beach. So at this point, we're back to our question. How do you know that by, when it comes to being matar for chulin, it happens automatically without kavan? Okay. Says the Gemara, I'll prove to you from, bring you a proof from here. And as we, before we go weiter, I told you at the end of the shir yesterday, there's an interesting Misa that my father, Zechariah Lebracha, had with Rav Aaron Cutler. Uh, Zechariah Lebracha. Um, I'm not going to say the whole incident, the whole story, but I'll tell you what it had to do with. And it's food for thought for us. And what it has to do with is, if you really don't need Das, you don't really need kavana for chulin and going into the mikvah. Get ready for this. What happens if you have a Jewish woman who goes swimming in Florida? She goes swimming into the ocean. Or she's swimming in a pool that bidiyeved can be a kosher mikvah. Is she technically no longer a nida? Huh? Oh, Sir Biel says you have a you have a swimsuit on. Okay, so so let's very good. So let's get a little particular. What if you the swimsuit is not so tight? What if it's not so, so snug? And therefore, there's a strong assumption that water that by the t- the amount of time she spent swimming in the water, it was ten seconds or more. The water touched every part. She's no longer Anita. Okay, interesting situation. So you can even take this Gemara, where we don't have, you know, we, we don't necessarily, you know, we wash our hands before eating bread, and, you know, at the Pesach said, Zecher the Mikdash of what they would do when they were Makbed on Taris. But this Gemara has very far reaching ramifications, and the, the reason why I'm sharing this and, and how it came up with Rabarn and my father is Rabarn once told my father that that's why. You don't ever need to have a chashash. There's no concern about Yidin 
being children of a, a, a ben nida or a bas nida. Because there's a concept, even though, you know, there's no, there's no uh, mamzerus, but what if somebody would have been born through a relationship where there was, uh, where there was nida? So, practically speaking, we don't have an issue with it nowadays. And one of the reasons Rabbi Aaron gave to my father is this reason. He says, how do you know the person never went swimming? and but, the other, but you can only give that answer if Itaka does, if Itaka don't need Das. If you don't need Das, then you can start making all these assumptions. Because who, how do you know? Right? So the whole thing becomes an interesting suffix. All right, fascinating conversation. I'm leaving it a little vague on purpose. Let's keep going. Says the Gemara. Okay, so we're still looking for a source. How do we know that Chulin does not need Kavana? Tell me how we learned from here to time we learned in the Mishnah. If you have fruits that fall into a body of water, and a person sticks in his tummy hands into the river, and takes the fruits. So technically, now that the fruits are wet, the halacha is wet fruit could become tummy if it touches tummy. His hands are tummy. So shouldn't he make the fruits tummy? Teret says, no. Yadav tehoros. Because by the time he put his hands into the water to catch the fruit, he, he, he just purified, unknowingly purified his hands by sticking into the water to even pick up the fruits. Uperes enim b'chiyutan. And the peres are not going to have the issue of kiyutan. And if it comes to washing his hands, his hands are already purified. And the fruits are included in Kiyutan. So you see from here that in order to retire something, you don't need Das for Chulun. Now, before we go further, what is Kiyutan? We just mentioned that twice, right? What is Kiyutan? So this is, this is a very, very interesting sugya, interesting uh, topic where there's a halacha that food is only susceptible to becoming impure if it touches one of the seven liquids with the knowledge of the owner or with the happiness of the owner. Okay? So let's say you have an apple that never became wet and a tame person touches the apple. That apple remains tahar because it's not susceptible to tumah, to impurity, until it touches one of the seven liquids. That's what that halacha is learned out from kiyutan. Kiyutan means when the human, when the owner placed liquids onto the fruit, that's when it's capable of becoming tummy. Okay, that's this, con- that's this topic here of, of uh, kiyutan. And um, and uh, that's the, the clarification of the fruits are no longer in kiyuta means they're no longer in a set, in a situation of becoming impure because his this guy's hands are already purified. We have a very clear proof. You don't need das if his hands are pure. You don't need das when it comes to chulin. If a person goes to the mikvah for chulin. It works as far as purification for touching something chulin. Also, the meiser, but you're not allowed to touch meiser because you only had das to purify yourself from chulin. This is what we learned in the Mishnah yesterday. Huchzikin. Now, what this means is, Huchzik, if he specifically intended that his mikvah should be for chulin, then it's a problem. Loi Huchzik. But let's say 
he did not have kavana for chulin. Why? He's not pure. So you see, you do need das, even when it comes to touching chulin. Says the Gemara, wrong. Inappropriate type of diuk. You know why? Gemara. This is what our mission is telling me. Even though he had knowledge to go to the mikvah for chulin, he's still forbidden for meiser. But for chulin, no matter what, whether or not you have das, it'll still work. Okay? So right now we're sticking to our guns. If a person goes to the mikvah or immerses his hands or washes his hands for chulin, you do not need das. All right, so let's try to knock off, let's try to disprove that again. That's another challenging question. If a person's tevil in a mikvah and he didn't have any das, the case of a person going swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I was tevil, I didn't even know. I had no intention to purify myself. It's as if it's garnished. You did not go to the mikvah. My love, doesn't that seem to imply that it doesn't work at all? And you see clearly that even for chulin, you do need das. Says the Gemara wrong again. All it means is it didn't work for miser, the higher level of Kedusha. But if he went swimming in the Atlantic Ocean, you're tahar as far as chulin is concerned. There's no issue whatsoever. Seder. Says the Gemara, who savar dochi komatchile? He thought this answer was just pushing off his question. Nofak dok ve ishkach, but then he went, he checked it out, and he found the Tanya, Takadiz Alocha, we learned in Ebraisa, Tobal v'loi huchzik, if a person went to the mikvah with no das, I just went for a swim. Asr la maiser, you can't eat maiser, but mutter lechulen, and this is the halacha. You're still mutter for chulen. You do not need das when it comes to things that are lesser kedusha, lesser level of sanctity than meiser. Meiser and above needs das. Anything outside of meiser, hektish, truma, so on and so forth, mechatos, um, anything outside of that, anything has to do chulen, you do not need das. If you went to a mikvah without any, you plan on going swimming, there's a big pool, whatever. Seder. As long as it was a kosher mikvah, you are tahar. Okay. Amar Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says, Toval Allah. A guy was toval, and now he's Allah, he's going up from the mikvah. So I went to a mikvah, I went to the ocean, I went to the beach, and I'm walking out. Machzik atzmai, after he comes out, he's, it seems right now, after he comes out, he can think to himself, you know what? Oh, I was just in the ocean? Wow. I plan on being Tahar for Truma. And it'll work. Okay? Fascinating. So a person came out, after he comes out, he can say, this is, uh, this is what I want it to be for. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? How does that work? How is that possible? Mesfei, that's a challenging question. Listen to this, Bryce, fascinating. If a guy's walking out of the mikvah, he's not totally out yet. He still has one foot in the mikvah. 
then Huxik Ladovar Kal. If he originally went to the mikvah, let's say for Khulin, Maksik Atzmay Ladovar Khulin, Ladovar Khomer. You can, as, as long as you still have one foot in the mikvah, you could say, oh, oh, yeah, you know what? I want this to work for Truma too. As long as you didn't completely emerge. Allah, but if he's completely out, he totally went up. Shuv in a machzik. You can't say afterwards, retroactively, when I was in the mikvah, I wanted that to work for Truma. My love in a machzik. Doesn't it mean it doesn't work at all? Says Gemara, no, that's not the diuk. Rather, here's what the Mishnah means. Here's what the Bryson means. If he's still in the water partially, even though he thought he was just going for Chulin, he can up it and say, it's even for Meiser, it's even for Truma, it's even Mechatas. However, Allah, if he completely went out, then if he didn't have any intention whatsoever, he's allowed to change it even after he's completely out. Because there's nothing stopping him from changing it. He didn't have any other particular das. There's a very strong lumdas here. If he had a particular das, he can't change it. Meaning, once something is set, once I decided I went to the mikvah for Miser, and now I'm completely out of the water, I cannot change it. Because when I was in the water, I limited myself to a, to a tara of Miser. However, if I went into the mikvah without thinking anything... I was swimming in the ocean. And then I come out. I'm able to think to myself afterwards, oh, I want that to be for Truma. Why? Because you didn't have any original Das stopping the new Das. If you originally had Das for something else, you cannot change it. But if I didn't have Das for anything, so I'm not changing. That's the Lumdas here. I'm not changing. I'm just stating what that tevila was, and it's going to be valid. Now that's a major chiddush still, right? Because what we're saying is, you can go to the mikvah without any das, come out, and then decide afterwards. Says Gemara, man tana, by the way, who's the tana who says, as long as you still have one foot in the water, you can change your mind no matter what. Amr of Fadas, of Fadas says, of Yudi, it's Yehudah. because we learned in a Mishnah in Mikvois. Fascinating mikvah in the seventh parak of Mikvois. Listen to this. Beauty case. You have a mikvah that has the exact amount of water needed to be toivel, to immerse your body. So a guy goes in there. Ready? A guy goes in there. He starts, and and now he, I'm just going to make a story. A guy goes in there and he comes out. Somebody else goes in. Is the second guy Tahar? No. Why not? Because there's certainly droplets. That's right. The first guy, when he went in, he, it was fine. But now when he came out, he's schlepping water after him. He's leaving a puddle on the floor. Right? So listen to this. It's beauty. Mikvah Shanimdad. You have a mikvah that was measured. The Yeshbo are bought him saw, and you have 40 saw mechuvanos. Exact. The Yardu Shnayim, two people go down to use the mikvah. The Tavlu Ze and one guy beat the other guy to you know to the mikvah. So Harishain Tahar, the first guy is Tahar because he went into Gosher Mikvah. Fashin Hitame, 
The second guy's Tomesh, Koyach, he went in. But guess what? There wasn't enough water. The first guy took all the hot water in the shower on Erev Shabbos. Yeah, he used up all the water. Now it's a Tomei Mikvah. Beautiful. Amar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says like this. He says, listen. Im hayu raglov shal rishon. Noigah is b'mayim. He says, I'll give you an Eitzah. Tell the first guy, start leaving the water, but keep one foot touching. So now all the water on this guy is still considered connected to the mikvah. Afasheni tahar. And even the second guy is going to be tahar. And so Rabbi Yehuda is the Tana who says that if you still have one foot in the mikvah, it's as if you're part of the mikvah and you can still change your mind. Okay. Now, Amr Rav Nachman, Amr Rabbi Baravua. Rav Nachman says in the name of Rabbi Baravua, Machloikas b'maylois dirabbanon. This whole machloikas is only dealing with somebody who went to the mikvah because of a rabbinic impurity. Okay? Avol mitumo letara. But if a person, midoraisa, is tamei, and we have to get him the oraisa tahar, divrei hakol hasheni tamei, everybody agrees that even if you keep your foot in the mikvah, the second guy is going to be tamei. You need a complete, you need all the water together in the mikvah. Notice this leniency of Rabbi Yehuda is, uh, is only, you know, is only for, as far as rabbinic uh, impurities are concerned. When it comes to biblical impurities, you can't say that. And says the Gemara, Vahainu derev pedos. This psak um, uh, is, is the, agreed to by Rev Pedas. Ika Darmi, there are those who are a little differently. Amr of Nachman, Amr of Baravua. Rav Nachman says the name of Rabbi Baravua, Machlaikas Mitoma Latara. The Machlaikas is, is actually when it comes to a biblical situation. When it comes to Daraisa, Toma to a Daraisa Tar. Avobamalis, Darabonon. But let's say a person only going to the mikvah because of a rabbinic impurity, Divri Akol Afashini Tar. Everybody will agree that even the second guy is Tahar Upliga the Rev Pidas, and this will be a Machlaikas on Rev Pidas. Okay, fine. Very nice, period. Now, Rabbi Yehuda still told us this fascinating Chiddush. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda is the one who told us the Chiddush. That, and we don't know exactly, but if you have one foot in the water, you're still considered connected, and you're part of the mikvah. That was Rabbi Yehuda's Kula. Now let's read into this. Omar Ula. Ula says, We asked a question searching for information from Rabbi, not Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yechina. We asked a question for information from Rabbi Yechina. Le Rabbi Yehuda. According to this opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, Mahu, what is the halacha? Le hatbil mechotin vitsinaires. If I want to be taival needles, a machat is a needle, and tsinaires is is um, uh, different types of forks, okay? So I want to be metaherit. Ready for this? You know where I'm going to put it? I'm going to put it on top of the head of the first guy. What would the halacha be? Now listen to this story. Here's what happened. Two guys are going down to a mikvah that has 40 sa'a exactly. The first guy steps into the mikvah. So far, so good. Now the problem is, the moment he detaches himself from the mikvah, there's no more water. But I also want to be taival, my instruments, 
my forks, my needles. So you know what I do? I tell the guy, pop your bitayvel, stand up in the mikvah, and all we need to do is put the vessels on top of his head. Because he's the mikvah. So now, he's the mikvah, and it's great. Now, why would it be great? You're not completely surrounded by water, so listen to this. Good aches is slayed Rav Yehuda. Does Rav Yehuda agree with good aches that the you know the we, we know that gravity pulls water down, not up? I lost the place. I'm sorry. Good, uh, yeah. Good aches is Rav Yehuda. Does Rav Yehuda agree with good aches and good asik leslay? But as far as good asik, he does not agree with, and therefore anything above is not considered in the mikvah. Now listen closely. Let, let me explain what's going on here. Why did we say his foot has to be in the mikvah? Why didn't we say if his head, his ear? What's the reason why? This is what's bothering the Gemara. There's a fascinating, there's a geshmaka logic, a beautiful logic that's happening here. If his foot's still in the mikvah, says Rabbi Yehuda, he's part of the mikvah. Why the foot? Why not his ear? Why not his nose? Why not his head? You know why? Because of gravity. If he keeps his foot in the water, we know that according to nature, the other water is really on its way down anyway. So if he keeps the bottom part of his body in the water, no, it's like even the above water is in the mikvah because eventually it's capable now of going down into the mikvah. Because whatever's on his body can run down. But what happens in a situation where it would need the water to run up and be anti-gravity. Would Rabbi Yehuda agree that you're still part of the mikvah? Good asik idoma, or maybe good asik or maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe the Rabbi Yehuda just said the heel just as part of your body that's logical. And it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be that. And he would agree both with good achis and good asik with the water going up, the water going down, and according to that, the needles on his head should be tar. That's the Gemara's Shaila. Omar Li, and Rabbi Yechanan says, Ula, Rabbi Yechanan said to me, Tenisua, we learned in a brisa, Shalaysh gemamiyais benachal. If you have three gemamiyais, three um, puddles of water um, by a nachal, by a river. Ha'alyayna hatachtayna v'hamtsiyasa and you have a, one's a little higher, one's in the middle, and one's on bottom. Each one's kind of, they kind of could run into each other. And the highest puddle has 20 sa'a. The bottom puddle has 20 sa'a. And the little puddle in between, or we'll call it, that's like channeling it together. The middle one is 40 sa. And there's kind of a trail of water collect, connecting everything. Rav Yudah says, to quote Rav Meir, Rav Meir, Aymer, Matbil Be'al Yayna. Okay? This is what we call nowadays in our mikvais, nishika, kissing. Okay? When waters kiss each other. I have three different bodies of water. One's a puddle of 20 sa'a. And then it's connected to a, another puddle on a lower level of 40 sa'a. 
And then beneath the 40 sa'a, there's another 20. Now, Herzechain, listen closely. Rav Meir says, if I'm taival in the higher 20 sa'a, it's valid. Okay? Here's the problem. It's higher. So the water only has a one-way stream. There's gravity. The 20 sa'a can never become larger from the 40 sa'a because the 40 sa'a middle one is lower down than it. So therefore, you see from here, even when you have something that's higher, above, the question was, does it work anti-gravity? Answer is yes. Because even though I have a body of water, a pool of water that is less, and it's higher, it's never going to get the full forty. but it's connected. The Seder, it's going to suffice. So too, the guy in the mikvah, even if it's high up, it's going to suffice, it's going to be tar. Says the Gemara, I, Rebbechenon, what do you mean? Uh, uh, yeah, Rebbechenon, what do you mean? Ve'hatani, but we learned to the Bryce, Rebbechenon, Rebbechenon says, we now turn to the top of Yud Tess, Omud Beis. Meir Hayoimer, Rebbechenon says that Rebbechenon would say, Matbil Bel Yaina, that you could, Vani Oimer, Betachtoyne Vlai Bel Yaina. Okay? So, Rebbechenon, granted Rebbechenon agrees, um, granted Rebbechenon would cause the halacha of the Mishnah of Rabbi Yehuda to say that it can even run upwards. But Rabbi Yehuda himself says it only goes one way, it only goes down. So if a person puts the needles and the forks on his head, it should not be tar. Amar itanya tanya, you're right. Period. Bottom line, what we're walking away with is that Rabbi Yehuda said, two guys go down to a mikvah, it's exactly 40 saw, one guy stepping out. As long as his heel is connected to the water, the second guy could be taival. That's true. What about if it's higher up on the body and it's not going to get the water dripping down? According to Rabbi Yehuda, not good. It's specifically the heel, the foot, which is at the bottom of the body, uh, bottom of the body. If it's anything higher up, nishgit, it's not going to suffice, and the second guy is going to be tome still because he never entered a kosher mikvah. Period. End of that conversation. Okay. Two dots. The next part of the Mishnah said, "Hatayva lechulin, v'hochzuk lechulin." A person who washes his hands or goes to the mikvah, why? For chulin. He wants to be tahar to the level of chulin. Okay. The halacha is, you're not tahar for higher level things. You cannot eat my sersheni. You cannot touch truma. What do you mean? I went to the mikvah. Doesn't matter. Your das was only for chulin. If you would have had das, that you should be pure enough for my sersheni and for truma, beseder, you would be. But that's not what you had in mind, and therefore, you're still tame as far as my sashani is concerned. If you touch my sashani, you ruin it. Okay. Says the Gemara, Mani Mastisim. Who's the town of our Mishnah? Rabban, he is the pin of the Rabban, and the Shanu, Luhu, Bein Chulamais. The Rabban are the ones who make a very clear uh, difference, change between Chulin and Meiser. Okay. Very good. So Chulin is one category, Meiser is a completely different category. Ema Seifa. But let's look at the Seifa. Let's look at the end of the Mishnah, which says, Big day, I'm a If you have the clothing 
of an Ama Aretz, <coughs> Midras Leprushim. It's metame tame medras with trampling, when a person puts their body, their weight on it, for Prushim. Remember, Prushim were people who are careful with the laws of Tuma and Tara. Big day Prushim. What about if you have clothing of somebody who's careful with the, in general, with laws of Tuma and Tara? Still, those clothing are considered tame for the laws of Truma, because they're not as careful as what Truma needs. Big day Prushim, medras la'ichle Truma. It's still considered going to be metami too much measure for truma. Ason the Rav Meir. This is following the pin of Rav Meir. Domar chulunu meiser kadodinenu. Who says chulunu meiser are the are the same? So now we have a problem because we said the beginning of the Mishnah is the pin of the Rabbanu, but the end of the Mishnah seems to be the pin of Rav Meir, which is something we don't like to do unless we need to. So the Gemara is trying to see: Do we need to say this? Do you mean to tell me that the first part of the Mishnah is following the opinion of the Rabbanon that you're not allowed to eat Maeser Sheni? And the second part of the Mishnah is following the opinion of Rav Meir that you may? Okay. Says the Gemara, yeah, in. Yeah, that's how it is. Reisha Rabbanon, Vesefer Rav Meir. The first part of the Mishnah is the Rabbanon, and the end of the Mishnah is Rebbe Meir. We don't like doing that, but if we have to, that's talk of the way it is. Rav Achabar Masna, he would would um, learn the end of the Mishnah on Chomesh Milas, on five different Milas, five different levels of Kedusha. Okay? Um, I lost the place, I'm sorry. Umuki and he paskin that the whole Mishnah is actually the opinion of the Rabbanon and not Rebbe Meir. Because why? He's going to add in that even clothing that was uh, put into the mikvah for Meiser Sheni is going to be considered for Truma. So he said that added step, which is talk of the opinion of the Rabbanon. And according to him, you do not need to say that the beginning is the Rabbanon and the end is Rebbe Meir. According to him, the entire Mishnah could be Rebbe Meir. Omer of Mar- could be the Rabbanon, I'm sorry. Amr of Mari, Rav Mari says, Shmamina, we learn from our Mishnah, If you have Chulin that was prepared completely with the standards of Hekdish, Kekaydesh Damu, it's Mamish like Hekdish itself. I had Chulin, and I know that the people who dealt with the Chulin are people who are ultra careful of the level of hektish. Okay? So, how careful do I need to be with this chulin? It's as if it's hektish. Let's pause and let's explain. Isn't it chulin? Is it chulin? Is it hektish? What are you talking about? So this is a major, major yesite, major foundation for how HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world. Alright? And... I'll introduce it with a political joke. Political joke. I forgot all the details, but it goes something like this. It goes something like this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world everything in ex- extremes. Tomo one side, Tara the other side. Fine. So somebody from Seattle, Washington, was talking about what a beautiful city they live in a beautiful city and state. Washington State, psh, you know what they have in Washington State? The seasons and the summers and the weather and it's beautiful and the people. and the, it's, it's beyond imagination. The Nefloi Saberi, God's amazing Washington. 
So somebody said, what's the, uh, what's the polar opposite? Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's... Okay, fine. The, you can tell the joke a lot better. But that's the opposite. Everything the Rabbani Shalomain is... If the best over here, you're going to have the worst over there. Okay. So listen to this. Chulin is low-level Kedusha. Therefore, I only need low level of carefulness to keep it from becoming impure. Meiser Shani, higher level Kedusha. Ready for this? Ready for this? Since it's higher level Kedusha, I need higher level of carefulness to ensure that it doesn't become Tameh. I need higher level of Kedusha on the other side to make sure I don't get that close. And then you keep going up, 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 step by step. The more Kedusha there is, the more I need to be careful on the opposite extremity to stay far, far away, and I need ultra level of Tara to make sure I don't get to the ultra... I'm sorry, because of the ultra level of of Tara, I need to be careful to the ultra nth degree to keep away the Tum. So says Rav Mari, you can have something that's chulin, but if you know that people who deal with the chulin are incredibly, incredibly careful about the laws of Tara to the level of Hektish, where they look at their chulin. Ready for this? They look at their chulin, and they treat their chulin on the level of severity of Hektish. They're so, so, so careful that their chulin does not become Tomei, it's mamish like Hektish. Beautiful for life, by the way. Beautiful. I could be somebody who's chulin. You start being careful. Start being careful like the hektish. Yeah? You start being careful with it. We are it. Says the Gemara Memai. Where do you know that from? Top of tomorrow's daf. Since the Mishnah did not say a specific Mila from them. right? We didn't say, oh, people who are careful and eat their chulin according to chulin. No, it doesn't say that. It just says that it depends how you're handling it. Since we don't, and since uh, that's not one of the cases of the Mishnah, memela, um, anything that's dealt with as hektish, dealt with like hektish, is going to have the status of hektish. Okay, that's the statement. We're going to hold it here for today. Bez Hashem, we're, we're up to Vedoma. Bez Hashem, tomorrow we'll go back to the bottom of Amabez and restart the conversation. Again, we're changing the time just for tomorrow. We're going to do it right after Meir Bez Hashem. We'll go right in. So we'll pick up at 6.15 in order for the... Uh, the kindness of the Hillam for, for Ukraine. Um, we'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.